Hey everybody and welcome to another quest for Pixels Conversations. It's Playground Chat all grown up. Today is Tuesday, March 27th, 2018, and this is episode 27. I'm one of your hosts, Tony Baker, and I'm joined by, as always, Sheldon Benedict. Howdy everybody! I'm back from Canada. And Mike, 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 BC. What up? How's it going today, guys? Wonderful. How about you? Good. It feels like it's been a it's been a minute since we've done this. It has. <laughs> we've been on some journeys and yes. Yeah, we took we took a week off. We took a week off for Sheldon's trip. We took a week off for Sea of Thieves. Yes. And uh, well, how did that go, Sheldon? Fun. We had a good time. Got yeah. to see some new country. Um, mm -hmm. It's been a while since I've been to Edmonton and. Uh, Got to hang out with you, and I got Woo! to meet up with uh, Mr. Sean Capri, Miss Zach. But I told him next time I'm up there, we're gonna, we're all gonna, we're gonna plan better. I think next time. Yeah. So, but that was good. Um, long trip. We came back through. So we went up. We basically drove a giant square. So we drove through Montana, and then went up through like Great Falls, which is in the middle of Montana, and up to Edmonton. Then when we came home, we went east out of Edmonton, went through saskatchewan and down through regina and it is so flat over there like i thought it was flat going up to edmonton but driving down through regina was ridiculously flat like i'm pretty sure you could see 24 miles out in the distance but yeah i i feel like there was a nickname of it like the land of a thousand skies or something like that <laughs> i don't know because it's so flat i might have just been making that up but i don't know no but so like we made it back alive yeah, so. you made it back alive. And I made it back alive, too, after a two-day hangover, <laughs> thanks to I destroyed you. Well, when Quest yeah. for Pixels goes, we go hard. <laughs> yes. And unrelated, I've decided to quit drinking. <laughs> we may we may have crashed Mike's stream. <laughs> I remember licking a microphone at one point. <laughs> I remember hearing that you were licking a microphone and Gamer Boy telling me that he was licking lips. Oh, God. <laughs> <laughs> Oh man! This is why I should not drink. <laughs> but what else was going on? What did you do this week? This last past week, Mike. I um, played a little Sea of Thieves. Yeah. Played a little PUBG. Played a little bit of Call of Duty. Oh, you've been all over the map. Yeah, um, I've been playing Serial Cleaner, which I'm going to put up for review this week. Nice. Nice. Um, so I've been playing a little bit of everything. And uh, had my last week of work before the break. So right now I'm off work right now. Nice. Oh, nice. Yeah. So you're off for like the spring break? Yep. Kind of I, I go back on Tuesday next week. Oh, that's awesome. So have lots of time to relax and play some games, hopefully. Yep. And going on vacation tomorrow. Nice. So, Perfect. so speaking of uh, Sea of Thieves, we've all been playing Sea of Thieves. <clears throat> Came out last week what what are your thoughts quick quick thoughts i want to hear quick thoughts from everybody go with mike because i know he's going to be a little disgruntled so let's go with mike first <laughs> <laughs> you know i really wanted to like this game more than i did but the game felt very unfinished to me and it mm -hmm. felt like there just wasn't enough to do uh, so so most of your time if you even saw somebody else in the game was spent wondering are they going to attack me should i attack them first um, and then other than that, it just felt very mm, grindy. It was just, yeah. here's a task, go do it. Here's another task, go do it. 
and, and the wonder of how wonderful the uh, water looked and, and how vast the world was just kind of wore off very quickly. Yeah, the way I explained it to Sheldon, I was saying that, you know, I played it for two days and I was like all in it. Like I played for like eight hours the second day. Even longer, I think it was closer to like maybe 10 or 12. And But then I didn't play it for three days and I didn't miss it. I'm like, you know, like I, you don't have that want or that need to go back, you know? And like I was comparing it to when we played Zelda for the first time. And like that's all I could think about is going back and playing Breath of the Wild some more and like exploring that world more and doing more and, and playing more. I think I think Sea of Thieves has a lot of great ideas, but I, it does feel unfinished. And if it doesn't evolve, I think it's going to just be dead in the water. Ooh. <laughs> what about you, Sheldon? What do you think about it? Quick takes. Okay, so um, I really like the idea of the game. I think that there's a vast potential for the game, but I feel like it needs regular updates and stuff like um, seasonal things. So sort of like how World of Warcraft works. Um, every season, like holidays and stuff like that, there's extra content um, and extra things to do, um, whether it's uh, like festivals or something like that, you know, where you're getting extra content, but it's always changing throughout the year. Um, and just extra things like that need to be added to the game as far as the gameplay now um the way i explained it to tony was it's more of a, a communal thing so it's more or less about getting together with your friends and just having fun and screwing around and stuff like that and i think it's yeah. really good for that like if you get four people together playing it i think you know it's 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 a lot of fun just pretty much screwing around but as far as the gameplay goes it's very samey and like Tony said, there's nothing that's making me really want to jump back into it unless, you know, we all just kind of agreed that we were going to play it one night. But other than that, I don't have a need to go back to it. Yeah, and that's that's unfortunate because we were all really excited for it. And I, I, do think, I do think it has potential, and I still think that they might update it because they were talking about this death tax. Did you hear about that? Huh. They were going to make you pay the ferry, like the guy who who drives the ferry, the captain of the ferry ship, to to go back um, to the land of the living. That was a feature that they wanted to put in. But people freaked out, obviously, right away. And they're like, that's stupid. Like, what happens if... Off of it. Yeah, and they backed off right away. So the fact that they were planning to implement features like that and listen to feedback that quickly and, and turned around on it, that gives me hope that they could, you know, refresh some things, make it maybe a little less fetch questy i guess and maybe add some different enemy types in there you know yeah but it's it's kind of the same thing everyone's kind of saying the same thing about it the one thing i have to say about the game is the controller is phenomenal the sea of thieves xbox controller i managed to find one they just put them out so me and jess stayed in regina on our way home and you know they... that rhymes with <laughs> yeah it does i was saying just it all kidding. the way there <laughs> but uh back on track back on track uh they just put them out the night that we got like when we pulled into regina they just set them out on the shelves and they only had three one guy was in there right before i was and picked one up and then um i bought mine but i was just really happy to pick it up because it's one of my favorite special edition controllers i've ever bought so so that was a plus from the game <laughs> that doesn't count that's not the same as the game it is for me gameplay and features and you're like the controller looks cool it's a special it's editions to do, nothing to do with the software except the fact that it's themed after it but that's fine 
What? So, Mike, you were playing some PUBG. Did you get any chicken dinners? No. <clears throat> we came in. We they had a special event happening Saturday. That's why the Splatoon stream did it. <laughs> the Splatoon stream started so late on Saturday because I was playing with uh, my brother and some of his friends for a what kind special of... event that they were doing where it was teams of eight. Oh, okay. Um, yeah. Which was really stupid, too, because you still could only squad up with four people in a squad and then get randomly paired with another squad. Oh. So we would start, we had two squads, <laughs> and we would start matchmaking at the same time and the very first time we played it um it paired all eight of us together and oh. then we thought well that's cool maybe they just know that we're on the same friends list and blah 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 no because the next time we weren't even on the same server the time oh, after that we weren't on the same server so the first time that we weren't on the same server one of our teammates went around and killed everybody on our team so that we could just get out and go um play it again and the second time, we realized it before we actually started the match, so we, we hopped out and tried again. And the last time, we actually did get back into the same team. But we were all just terrible, so it was really, really funny. If you wanted to hear some really good laughter, go watch the last five minutes of the <laughs> stream that we have up. Oh, you That's streamed awesome. it, too. Yeah, I did stream about about half an hour or so, maybe nice. a little more than that. Nice. Yeah, you know, the, the, those, those kind of moments, like when you're just like if things are going wrong or you're just laughing, having a good time, like that's what makes those kind of games fun. <laughs> Dude, that was like one of the first times we played it together on PC when you were chasing that guy down with the frying pan. That was epic. <laughs> it was oh, just man. completely was... random, but that was so brutal. I couldn't even get him. <laughs> couldn't even get him. Um, I did play uh, PUBG, the mobile one on our way up when we left for uh, Canada. I played around it's with that. Good, it, man. Surprisingly, it is very good. Like it controls a lot better than I was expecting. So it I is need to try that on my tablet though, because when I did it on the phone, my fat fingers were having really hard controls. Yeah. So I'm gonna put it on my tablet and see if that makes a difference. Gotta get your damn meat hooks off the phone. <laughs> oh. <clears throat> Look I thought it worked. These hands are okay. Just <laughs> I just got these little baby hands. <laughs> I got dancer hands, <laughs> jazz hands. Jazz this hands. This ring is a size fifteen and a half, and it's already a little too small for my finger. Damn. Jesus. I think mine's That's a seven. Huge. <laughs> yeah. My pastor called it snossages before we got married. <laughs> In front of the whole church. Gosh darn bratwurst over here. Oh, man. But yeah, well, we're all, you said uh, PUBG on the mobile, right? Jalen, yep. you were playing that. You said you liked the controls. Yeah. What did you think, you think about how it ran? Um, on, well, I guess on my phone it ran pretty smooth. Uh, the loading time, like, so when you're in the, like, pregame when people are loading in, that seemed to chug the first time I like fired it up and played, and then mm -hmm. the second and third round that I played because I only played like three rounds, but uh, the second and third didn't seem as bad. It seemed it like it ran pretty smooth. I mean, it didn't really chug or anything. So, um, and like the aiming and stuff like that, that all seemed pretty good. Yeah, it was it was really surprising to me too when I started to play it. The fact that it it ran better than it did on my Xbox One, like yeah. the launch Xbox One, just was really surprising, but also not surprising i guess but <laughs> i just can't believe that that game for being as minimalistic as it is has had so many issues with like how it runs 
I don't know. It's, it's just... so bad on my Xbox, man. So yeah. bad. I have a feeling that it runs on your Xbox the way it runs on my PC. <laughs> Probably. It's just horrible. Yeah. What else have you been playing, Sheldon? Anything else? Um, I got some good time in with Kirby on Switch. Uh, nice. The uh, Star Allies, and I'm really enjoying it. I made it through the first world and halfway through the second, well, almost all the way through the second world, and That's it's a good. lot of fun. I I really enjoy it. I mean, it's it's more of a like for me, I guess it's like a just sit back and relax game where you can kind of just turn off and play. Yeah. So I can see that. Um, other than that, I I mean, I didn't really play much. Um, I slept mostly in the car, so. <laughs> Yeah, you slept a lot, eh? Letting yeah. me just drive the whole way? Yeah, well, well, okay, so I offered to drive, but if Jessica uh -huh. doesn't drive, she just, I mean, she can just wake up in the morning, jump in the car, and if I drive, she'll fall back to sleep, and she didn't want to miss anything, and like I told her, I said, you're not going to miss much. <laughs> I said, there isn't much <laughs> to look at, but, uh, a lot so, of fields. so she, she wanted to drive, I offered. <laughs> well, that's fair. And you know what else you've been playing? You played some Street Fighter 2 on the old yeah. Super Nintendo Classic got, with old Tony. And got my butt handed to me. It's been so long. <laughs> yeah, we you were really bad at that. Yeah, like horrible. <laughs> <laughs> we also played Super Mario World. Couch co-op. Yeah, we did. I don't don't remember you remember? <laughs> we were playing Super Mario World. <laughs> I think we made it through the first two worlds. <laughs> I can do that with my eyes closed. Oh, yeah. But, uh, yeah, we played some games on the old Super Nintendo Classic, apparently two games instead of just the one that I thought. <laughs> and we played, uh, what was it called, Gi-Ki-Do yeah. Kentaro's Revenge. That one's fun. What do you think about that game? Um, besides the pitfalls, it's really fun. So, like, every once in a while, like, because it's like it, you move through a screen and the next screen loads or whatever, and every once in a while there's these pitfalls and you will fall through them and you keep walking. Like, you have to really think about where you change screens because you'll fall into those pits. Like, it kind of seems cheap where they yeah, play some. Yeah, it does them. feel kind of cheap. <laughs> but other than that, the game's really fun. Like, it's a really fun beat-em-up. Yeah, and even, like, where you... Sometimes when you respawn, you, like, respawn yeah. close enough that if you, like, move a little to the left or the right, then you're falling in those holes. Yep. And it's just... That's kind of annoying. But I've noticed that that was worse with two players. Yeah. Because, you know, you take up more of the screen together. But you can play couch co-op, simultaneous two players, and uh, they have different different modes as well. So you got your standard mm -hmm. beat em up Then they got something called Relic Hunt and then, like, a Horde mode kind of thing. So it's pretty cool. It's based off of... it's a It's a remaster of a... Game Boy Advance game, actually. No, that was a but lot they, of fun. They stepped it up and added a couple extra things, which is nice. So I really enjoyed that. <clears throat> so anybody else doing anything exciting? Anybody watch anything? Anybody watch Roseanne tonight? Oh, dude, I just saw the commercial for that. I was like... <laughs> um, yeah, so they... It's probably on right now, isn't it? Like 9 Um, I'm not sure. Did you watch it, Tony? No, I didn't watch it. I'll catch it after. Dude, yeah, like, so they brought Roseanne back with all the original people. How awesome I know, is I love that? that? I love that they brought Dan back, even yeah. though he was supposedly died in it, you know? Mm-hmm. I really want to know how that, um, how that played out. <laughs> Which I know craft? in trailer or whatever, they were like, he's like, I'm not dead. Everybody always thinks I'm dead. <laughs> that was, like, the line that he had. <laughs> kind of almost breaking that fourth wall. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So that'll be kind of cool. What's old is new again, right? Yeah. Well, that's good. That's kind of all we've been doing this week. So um, let's talk a little bit about some news. Yeah.
we had some news that was pretty much from last week or like two weeks ago, so we're not going to talk about that. <laughs> but I did notice a game called Crazy Justice that Quest for Pixels and Sheldon have backed. Yeah. Uh, it's a game that's coming to the Switch, and it's got Battle Royale mode. And they just kind of did a little update just to remind everybody what's going on. And um, they introduced a new Battle Royale map, which is huge enough for 100 p- p- players, it says, and supports cross-play with Nintendo Switch, Xbox One, and the PC. So Sheldon, you've you've been you've been into this game for quite some time. You've you've had this on your radar for a yeah, while now. Yeah, and I think I've missed a few of the updates they've done on it. But like, my favorite thing about this game is the art style mm-hmm. and the fact that they're getting something. So the map sizes. The last update that I kind of read through, like they're talking about the map sizes, and the map sizes of the game are equivalent to like the PUBG map sizes. But it seems like when it releases, there's going to be a lot more variety. Um, it's, I think I think there was like five or six different maps or something like that. I might be wrong, but uh, they also incorporate the like the building and stuff like that. But it seems more like blocking a path, um, like being able to block a path off if you're running from an enemy. Um, I didn't. I also didn't see how. Um, like the zones if it if the zones close in still or if it's just a wide open map but it looks really fun um and it's the whole cell shaded like uh wind waker looking art style so that looks pretty yeah. cool and the characters and stuff that they've shown off look like they have a lot of uh a lot of personality so that's pretty cool yeah it's i really like the look of it and it, it it's been it was a crowd crowdfunded game which is cool and it mm-hmm. it's at 170 percent of its goal and it still has a little bit of time I think that you can still uh, you're you're kind of like pitching into just a pre order now yeah. not like funding the game but it's getting close to release I think they said like quarter two it should come out right yep yep quarter two and uh, they just started shipping the physical um, physical rewards from like the crowdfunding thing. Uh, and if you go in there, I believe you can still get in on some of the physical rewards. So, like, you get posters and T-shirts. Like, there was actually a lot of stuff for, like, I mean, if you, even at, like, the lower tiers, like, $30 or $25 or something like that, um, like, you still got quite a bit of content and rewards for um, getting in at that tier. Yeah, man. Dude, this this um, this publisher, like, I think they're called Fig, mm-hmm. they do... They it looks like they crowdfund all their games that they're doing right now, and they have a a Jay and Silent Bob game in oh, the works. Really? Yeah, I saw that when I was looking at it today. That would be amazing. And they've already reached one hundred and one percent of that goal. One hundred and eleven percent of that goal. Dang. Interesting. But yeah, Mike, have you seen anything about this? This is a this is a crazy justice, right? Yeah. Yeah, no, I haven't. I haven't heard about it until tonight. Really? But I'm interested to see a, a, a Switch Battle Royale game. That would be a. Uh, I would like to see like PUBG get ported over to the Switch, but it would need to pub port like mobile version of it. <laughs> yeah, it would have to be the mobile version for sure. And it's the cool Xbox too. Xbox One doesn't work, so why would I expect it to work on a less powerful console? Mm-hmm. Well, and this one also has crossplay because it's coming to PC and Xbox, right, Tony? Yeah, it's coming to PC, Xbox, and the Nintendo Switch, which is awesome. And that brings me to the next game that we have on our list here. Mm-hmm. Uh, it is called 
what is it called? After charge. After charge. So this is like a you get like a three v three, and it's got like this neon kind of like, you know, like Far Cry Blood Dragon. It kind of looks like that, but a little more cell shaded. Mm-hmm. And uh, you kind of like you're shooting and brawling kind of thing. And again, that's another it's another game that has online. Uh, crossplay between Xbox One, PC, and Switch. Do you guys see a pattern here? Yes. I'm starting to see a pattern. <laughs> PlayStation's mm. getting left in the dust. Yeah, they I need... think they need to start playing ball with everyone soon. Yeah. Did you guys see the thing with Fortnite with PlayStation? Huh? No. What's that? They had uh, Fortnite said we'd <laughs> love to have crossplay between Microsoft players and PlayStation players. And Phil Spencer over um, the guy from Xbox tweeted out, me too. Yeah. And I know somebody, it was somebody else who said it originally. Then Fortnite said us three. So <laughs> it was kind of like a, an indication that PlayStation is really, Sony's really the, the issue here. They're the ones who aren't willing to play ball. Yeah. They, they said it. What was that one? I think it was when Rocket League was trying to do that. They said that it had something to do with like safety or security. <laughs> it's like just like the lamest excuse, like the kind of excuse you'd expect Nintendo to say, like yeah. But, except they're the ones in there being all like, "Yeah, let's do crossplay." It's so weird. Like I don't understand. Like I feel like they think they're the top dog right now, which you know, based on console sales, sure. But like if they keep doing these things, like the old Sony, I think it's gonna really start to hurt them. It's kind of like a house party. Like, there's this big, huge, awesome house party going on, and everyone's like, "Hey, Sony, get over here! You're missing out." And they're like, "No, we have our own party." And it's like, you can't, you can't, you can't be that way. <laughs> yeah, you just gotta join a, in. Exactly. I think they, the, the the point though is that they want it to be that if if the only reason you haven't bought a PlayStation Four is for the exclusives, what I mean. Uh, I guess it, it just kind of not playing ball gets people to be more required to buy a PlayStation. If you if you don't have to have a, a PlayStation to play Rocket League with your friends, why yeah. would you go out and buy a PlayStation? True. Uh, but the thing is, at this point, the the PR for it is starting to become a nightmare, and they're going yeah. to have to 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 come to the table at some point. Otherwise, it's just going to be more and more people that are feeling like, oh, they're anti-consumer, so. That's not support. Yeah. Yeah. There's going to be more and more great indies coming to the Switch. You might even want to call them Nindies. <laughs> and you know what, Mike? In fact, I would call them Nindies because there was a Nindies showcase a couple weeks ago now. Was it a week ago? Half a week ago? Something like that. The 18th, so... Ten days ago. Just Ten under days nine ago. days ago, there was a Nindies showcase. And uh, everyone was really excited. And um, then we got a was eleven minute direct. Yeah. Yep. And I think I think everyone was kind of expecting a little bit more because from the last Nindy showcase that we saw, um, it was it was rapid fire. It was like thirty minutes. Mm-hmm. Like the last two actually were like that. Rapid fire, thirty minutes, lots and lots of games. Now this one was a little bit different. It showed a handful of games, but. I want to know what your initial thought was like right away after you watched it. Go ahead, Mike. Well, I'm at a disadvantage here because one thing 
that they put in there that I was interested in was like the very last thing they announced. So right. uh, it's better to tell you that most of the direct I was sitting bored out of my mind going, I don't care, I don't care, I don't care. Although I, I will say that I disagree with you a little bit that I uh I think bomb chicken looks really cool. not that I don't <laughs> want to also play chicken wiggle, but I think bomb chicken looks pretty cool. There's enough room in your heart for two chicken games. Yep. <laughs> the uh, Banner Saga three, though, I love the Banner Saga. So when when it when it was just announced, kind of casually at the very end, that they were going to bring all three Banner Saga games to the Switch, I jumped out of my chair. I was like, finally, something I can be really excited about. <laughs> yeah. What about you, Sheldon? Um. <clears throat> what were your initial thoughts after watching? I was uh, kind of just neither here nor there. I was just kind of like, well, that was a thing. <laughs> I mean, yeah. I wasn't really excited. It took me a few, like I watched a few times and sort of picked things out after that. But initially I was just kind of like, I didn't, like nothing stuck in my head as I was watching it. So I was you know, just I kind of. that out with the doctors. Yeah. <laughs> my short term memory. Um, yeah, no, I, I don't know. Nothing really jumped out the first time through though. How about okay. you? What would what, you think? So for me, I, w I kept waiting and kept waiting and kept waiting, but I did notice uh, a couple of little things that I thought were were really interesting. I think if the expectations were managed and they said from the start that this was going to be a 10 to 11 minute direct, I probably would have felt a little better about it right after it. Yeah. But I, I did notice that everything that they showed was coming spring or summer. Yeah. And lots of them were exclusive or timed exclusive to the Nintendo Switch. Yep. yep. So I'm thinking that I'm thinking the the parameters of what they decided was going to be in this Nindy's showcase was a little more selective than what they usually had done prior for the last two. Yeah, and and the other thing too is we're so close to E3 <clears throat> that maybe some of the bigger stuff they're holding off on or waiting till they're closer to that. Right, and that's another thing. I was thinking maybe they're waiting until they're closer to release for a lot of these indies because mm -hmm. a lot of indies will, like, they they got smaller teams, right? So the things can slip. Remember, yep. remember what's that game that we've been waiting for? Pocket Pocket Rumble. Yep. That Pocket was announced Rumble. during the first direct. And Wargroove. <laughs> Wargroove's yeah, another War one that hasn't come yet. We haven't even heard anything about those two. Exactly, and and when you go to the store on the. Uh, on the web portal for the eShop, it still says 2018, which it said 2017, with no no date, no quarter, and just the price for Pocket Rumble. So yeah. I don't think they wanted to put themselves in another situation where they're like, okay, where's where's this, where's this, where people can ask that, you know what I mean? Yep. So that's kind of what I feel like with, with the Direct. So overall, I don't think it was bad. I just think that it it needed to be... The expectation needs to be set, especially coming off of the last two yeah. that were rapid fire, 30, 26 to 30 minutes each, and just like, dang, 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 announcement, announcement, announcement. Yeah. I think if that was if that was managed a bit more, it would have been See, and, better and, overall. And I don't think I was necessarily let down by it. I was more or less just... Meh about it? Yeah, just meh. Like, there wasn't anything initially that caught my eye. Um Especially since they said it was just going to be an, an you know a Nindy's indie direct kind of thing, I wasn't mm -hmm. I wasn't really expecting anything real big. I was expecting 
the one thing that did sort of let me down was I was expecting some information on like Pocket Rumble or Wargroove. Some of these that we've known about that we haven't heard much so far. Um, I was expecting maybe something like that. But like you said, if they're still far off, they're going to hold on to that and not um, put like the developers in a pinch where people are starting to question where the games are. Yeah, and oddly enough, like after the Direct, they actually announced like even on their Twitter... Like mm -hmm. Nintendo's Twitter, they announced a couple games that were Nindies that could have been in that direct, and I don't yeah, understand I why they weren't. Too. So I missed that. So, I don't know if there's something going on. Like Hyperlight Drifter? Oh, yeah. They said that's coming out right away. I think it was summer that they had the date for, and that didn't show up on the on the Nindies direct, so it's like, I don't know what's going on. Maybe they just had, like, issues with timing or the presentation or something, but yeah. it just seemed really weird. Like, four or five Indies independently and from Nintendo's Twitter popped up and was like, yeah, we're coming to the Switch too, like right away. And it's like, well, why didn't you talk about it? Yeah. But I'd like to uh, go through some of the games. We'll go through the games one by one because there was only a handful. And I'm just going to say what, what came out and then we'll just give a quick roundtable hot take on it. Okay. So first we had Mark of the Ninja Remastered. Mike, what do you think about this game? Have you played the original? Nope. Okay. Have you what do you what are your initial thoughts when you saw it on the direct? Couldn't care less. <laughs> Couldn't care less. You don't you don't like sneaking around, you're not a big fan of ninjas. I like ninjas. I, I just I'm not good at games. This game that I'm doing serial cleaner is a stealth game and I'm really bad at it. <laughs> <laughs> okay. So it piques your interest, yes or no? Not really. Not really. Okay. Sheldon, how about yourself? Um, so have you played the game first? I have never played. I've never played the game. Okay. Um, I'm about the same as Mike. I'm not very good at like sneaking games, and it was not my favorite ninja game in this in this direct. Fair enough. How about you? And for my for myself, I would say that I I have played the original game. I think I played on Xbox, and it is a great game. It's got, and you sneak around, but you don't really need to. So you can kind of just you know hack and slash your way through. But um, it's a fun game, and I think it'll be a nice addition to the Switch. But it is a game from, like, 2012. Yeah. So if if you wanted to have played this, you probably have already. Yeah. But, you know, having it on the go, can't complain. All right, the next game on the list was called Fantasy Strike. Um, this is a martial arts game with martial arts and magic. And uh, it says has simplified controls to pull off special moves and combos in local and online brawls. You can slug it out with your friends when the game comes out this summer. What do you think about this, Mike? First, oh, first thoughts. I, I actually was very interested in this. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I like fighters. Mhm. Mm and and it had a unique art style too, don't you think? Mhm. Mm yeah. Kind of almost with cross between like Street Fighter and, and an anime. Like they mm -hmm. had a baby. That's awesome. So this is something that you might want to check out when it comes out in summer? Yep. Awesome. Sheldon, what about yourself? What do you think about it? Um, <clears throat> I like fighters. I'm not good at them. I like them. Um, and I like the art style, too, of this game. Mm -hmm. So if the price point is, I mean, reasonable, like if it's the, you know, like the 15 or lower tier, then this might be something I pick up just because of, like, like the special combos and moves and stuff they showed look really cool. Um, and like Mike said, it's kind of a cross between fighter and anime, which is kind of cool. Yeah, I liked the 
what really jumped out to me right away was the was the art style. Like I, it, I felt like it was kind of like a heyday to like back when fighters like got into the like a little bit into the 3D realm, like with like Tekken. Tekken, yeah, yeah, kind of that movement, but like much smoother mm-hmm. graphics and polygons. So like, I think it'd be something that I'd be interested in. I probably wouldn't play it because I'm not a big fighter guy, but it looks cool and I think it has potential. Nice. Next on the docket was Just Shapes and Beats. It is a musical bullet hell that has players trying to stay alive to the beat of the music alone or in online multiplayer. The game will feature music from 20 chiptune artists and will be timed a timed exclusive on the Nintendo Switch this summer. Mike, thoughts? So have you guys ever heard of the game um, Geometry Dash? Yep. That's we were talking about it the other day. Yeah. <laughs> It, it reminded me of that. It looks like a game. It, it, it looks really fun. It looks kind of addictive. I'm not quite sure how it's going to play the controller over a touch screen, though. So mm-hmm. we'll see. I, I'm interested, though. I'm, I'm looking forward to it. What about you, Sheldon? Um, the fact, like, I like the chip two music and, mm-hmm. uh, like, music beat type games and stuff like that. So this is one I think that I'll probably definitely pick up. It looks really cool. I like the the whole sound wave look of it and everything like that. And I mean, a lot of the chip tune music is really awesome. So yeah, GDC is going on. Well, was going on right after this um, presentation happened, mm-hmm. and uh, Nintendo Voice Chat on IGN they were talking about this game because they went to GDC, and they were saying that he described it as like a Winamp music player, <laughs> but like. A shooter and they said that the the music uh kind of indicates where you need to go and when things are going to happen kind of by the build-up of the music which is really cool so the music actually has an, a, a strong influence on the gameplay itself that's cool which is nice and they are using quite popular uh if you're if you're big into the chiptune music scene they are popular artists that they use i hope so. there's some stuff from like jeff ball he did the uh tiny barbarian music That'd oh be yeah cool. that, that kind of music is great yeah yeah, so we both we all agree this is a a pixels approved looks like could be this summer for just shapes and beats. Nice. Next, our good friends Tiny Build um, bringing out a game called Garage, and it says players will slay the undead with various weapons weapons as they try to stay alive. Inspired by VHS era B movies, it launches first on the Nintendo Switch this spring. Mike, what do you think? Yeah, it looks okay. <laughs> I'd probably wait for a sale. Yeah, it kind of looks like it, it kind of looks like everything else. Yeah, you know what I mean. Like it, I don't, I don't really know what sets it apart yet. Yeah, but kinda I guess that's kind of where they need to prove yourself. That's the thing about these games, you know. Like at first glance, you might not know what's special about them because they might just look like every other every other kind of indie title that we've been seeing a lot of, frankly, on the Switch, right? Yeah. Sheldon, what do you think? Um, I like the idea that it's based on, like, you know, that B-rate horror movie genre because mm-hmm. a lot of those are a lot of fun to watch. I mean, like, you know, Jason Voorhees and Freddy Krueger. I wouldn't call them B-list, but, I mean, throw them back to yeah. the 80s sort of, like, horror genre. Um, I think that's kind of cool. And as long as they play heavily off of that... Like, as far as, like, story goes and stuff like that, I think it could be a lot of fun. But like you said, it's another top-down shooter, so. Yeah, I'd like to 
check out a little bit more of this. Uh, Tiny Build held their own little short direct, like right after the direct, mm-hmm. and apparently they talked about like Hello Neighbor there because they're bringing that to the Switch. Yep. And they showed a good like six minutes on this game, so I'd like to check that out maybe. You know, I kind of got the sense that Damon Baker was kind of just like brushing over it because he's like, it's kind of gruesome stuff yeah. that we can't even show right here, and then it just kind of went on with it, right? So I was su- surprised that they didn't talk about Hello Neighbor because that one, yeah. I like, I really want to play that game. That one looks awesome, <laughs> and it's just like, just like uh, I watched uh, Game Theory. He was talking about it and just like some of the stuff surrounding that game. And it just, that one looks like a lot of fun coming from them. Yeah. But could you see that in a Nintendo direct, like no. just some random guy <laughs> coming to attack you in the house? Like it just doesn't, it doesn't suit there. You know what I mean? Yep. But yeah, it, it probably would be a good fit on the switch regardless. But yeah. Uh, the next one is pool panic. This is from adult swims games and it has over a hundred levels where players take aim in cities jungles deserts solo or with up to four friends local multiplayer when the game launches this year so basically you're a cue ball and you're running around and it's a different kind of pool game basically yeah mike Uh, what are your thoughts on this um it looks interesting again probably wait for a sale it's not something that i really feel like i have to go out and play but it looks interesting (coughs) sheldon you were gonna say before i cut you off um so it looks really like I like the look of it, but mm-hmm. Adult Swim games have a way of letting me down. Oh um, really? They're they're not always they're not always the greatest when it comes to control. And seeing uh, how yeah. this one is, I mean, basically all about control because you're you know trying to shoot pool. Yeah. I, I hope it runs good, but uh, I don't know. It, it's an Adult Swim game, so like Mike said, I might pick it up if we got it on sale or something like that. It looks cool though. The art style is really cool. It's kind of goofy. Yeah, yeah, I think very that, adult swim. Yeah. Oh yeah, very adult swim. I like the art style as well, and I feel like um, the fact that it's a bunch of like pool balls going out to fight other pool balls. It could <laughs> yeah. lead to some like pretty funny scenarios. I think that could mm-hmm. be entertaining. But uh, yeah, it it is what it is. I think I think yeah. it entertained me a little more than most people. But I think it's maybe just that initial look of it. I don't know how well it would play, but. <laughs> And then we had Bomb Chicken. Bomb Chicken. Uh, Mike bomb said he cow. was pretty excited about this. I'm so this excited is excited about some Bomb Chicken. It's a platformer that has uh, you lay you lay bombs. Is that is that how it goes? Yeah, well, and it looks like you use the bombs to kind of strategize how you're working, what you're doing. It's definitely platform. You have to kind of figure some things out. So you think that this is something that you would want to play? Oh yeah, it, you know I, I I would I would play this now. I don't know what the price point of it's going to be as it can be worse. A lot of Nindies, uh I have a problem with how they price their games. There's like a, a switch tax. Yeah. yeah. What if it was 19.99? Would you buy it at 19.99? Uh, that'd, that'd, that'd be the cutoff. I don't know. Maybe. <laughs> Yeah, that that actually might seem like a bit much for that game. I I feel like that if that came in at like a fifteen dollar price point, that'd be much more attractive than at a nineteen ninety nine. Um, I think this, I don't know, more of a like a nine ninety nine type of game. Yeah, <laughs> just because well, of like the, I mean, it's a platformer. I, it'd yeah. have to be like to, for them to charge twenty bucks for it. It's got to have some levels like 
a lot of con like a lot like a depth of con of content like i don't know it just but it, it wasn't something that really appealed to me me either to be honest it didn't i was just like okay that's kind of cool i i guess like, my 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 heart is set on another chicken game that's supposed to be coming to the switch so i've already is affecting me i've already gave my heart to another chicken <laughs> yeah but like i said earlier your heart can handle more chicken it's like, good for you I think the whole, like, you know, the, like, having the stack bombs and stuff like that, like, some of what the gameplay they showed was cool, mm -hmm. but I just don't know how into it I would get. I feel it the same. It kind of reminded me of, um, like, Bomberman. Yeah. And Bomberman was way too expensive it was on the Switch, that's why I didn't pick it up, but I really love Bomberman, so I, I just, it seems like a natural thing for me to gravitate towards, plus... I really like side scrolls and platforms, so yeah. Just, those are my kind of games. <laughs> so I this is a Mutant Muds this week, and I just love it. I yeah, that is a great game. Mutant Muds is awesome. Next, they had. I always say this wrong. Is it Lumin Luminous? I think it's Luminous. Luminous Remastered. So this is a game that I've seen on a bunch of other consoles and like on the computer, and it's been around for a while. But this is like a HD remix or remake of it with music-based puzzle. It's a music-based puzzle game, basically. So it's a it's a puzzle game. So right away, I think this might be up Mike's alley. Yeah, Have you ever played I, this game before, or I've not played it before. Um, I'm I'm looking to if it goes on sale. It's not something that I feel like I have to go pick up day one, but it, it looks it looks fun. Sheldon, what do you think? I like, Are you a puzzle game guy? I don't. I'm not a big puzzle fan. I like the fact that because I like I love music, and they are using the HD rumble with the so like the beat of the music. You're feeling it in the rumble. I think that'd be kind of cool, but I'll probably I don't know like puzzles game puzzle games aren't my thing. I'm not good at them. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm the same way. I. I probably wouldn't even pick this up even if it went on sale. Like, I understand that lots of people like puzzle games, and that's cool, but they're usually not for me. Yeah. Good. I'm going to request a, a review. <laughs> that way I know I'm going to be the one playing it. Perfect. <laughs> I would love for you to review that. Next, they showed Reigns, Kings and Queens. So th this, this game is actually... Um, it's like tinder the game so you're it says you take control yeah you take control of your kingdom by swiping left or right on the various requests from the people of your kingdom the nintendo switch version will feature an exclusive local co-op multiplayer mode when it launches in the spring so i didn't i didn't really i, I must have tuned out or something during the direct at this point because i didn't really catch this one did i don't you, what did you think about it mike it looked boring it looked really, really boring. <laughs> Perfect. That's probably why I tuned out at that moment. Sheldon, what about you? Did you remember this? Did it stand out to you at all, or not the first time through? I didn't. I don't. I don't remember it. But I, I going back and watching it, I, I wish I understood what it was. <laughs> like I don't get it. It's by Re or Devolver, which they make some pretty cool games. They do, yeah. But this one just does not seem like something that came from them. <laughs> it's weird. Yeah, I don't know. It doesn't really pique my interest. It, like, I, I think if it was like cheap enough, like I'm talking like in the five dollar <laughs> range, yeah, like that would that would maybe get me to to take a look at it. But yeah, I don't know. It doesn't seem 
great <laughs> to me. <laughs> Next, they had Lightfall. So this game is a fast-paced platforming adventure game where players take control of Shadow Core, a magical box that propels them through each of the game's levels. This game also features a speedrun mode with global leaderboards. Lightfall will launch first on the Nintendo Switch as a timed exclusive on the console this spring. Mike, how many how many how many fast-paced platforming adventure games do you need on your Nintendo Switch? <laughs> as many as I can get. This one looks really fun. Awesome. Nice. Um I think I'd rather watch somebody play this game because I know right away that if I buy it, there's no way in hell I'm making it past the first level. So, <laughs> um, it looks cool, but it's something that I'd probably just like watch Mike play. Yeah, and this is going to be something that I'll probably be like, oh, I want to get it, and then I'll get it, and I'll be really excited, and I'll have fun for like the first few levels, and then I'll be like, this is really hard. I don't want to play this anymore. <laughs> and then I'll watch Mike play it. <laughs> So, oh. yeah, I'm kind of in the same boat as Sheldon a little bit, but <laughs> but I, I feel like I'd want to experience it because it does look like a really cool game. And and and, and different mechanics in platforming is, is, is always really exciting. Like Celeste, like they took mm -hmm. it to another level, and that was an awesome game. So I'd like to see what this take is on it. And the fact that it's a console exclusive or timed exclusive is really cool as well. So, so the next game I thought was really, really unique and... It, this one probably caught my attention the most during the whole direct. It's called West of Loathing. Yep. It's a Wild West-themed, goofy RPG filled with plenty of puzzles, puns, and turn-based combat. It will hit the Nintendo Switch as a console exclusive this spring. So, I'm going to pick up here. This one yep. was the first time I watched the direct. This was probably the one I tuned in the most for. Um, mm -hmm. I like RPGs. And the whole, like, goofy-ass stick figure thing looks awesome. I think it looks pretty funny. So this is probably one that I'll pick up right when it comes out and play. Mike, what about you? If it's on sale. Otherwise, I don't really care. <laughs> <laughs> what, were your, what did you think when you first saw it? Like, what was your first thought? I thought, why is everybody stick figure? <laughs> because stick figures are amazing. <laughs> See for and me, it's like colorless. I I don't know. Yeah. I, uh, I kind of like the black and white. I don't want to be, you know, that one. one, one guy, but <laughs> no, I, that's all right. Be, I totally am about I've... this game. I'm, just, I'm gonna poop all over it. <laughs> it's fine. I was kind of crapping all over a couple other games, so. Yeah. But you know, uh, oops. We all um, have our tastes, right? What do you think of it, uh, Tony? Right when you saw it. I liked it right away. I thought like. At first, I was like, "What's going on with this? This looks kind of weird." But as they showed more of the game, uh, and there's there was some pretty witty-looking scenes in there that I thought could be pretty hilarious. So I was pretty excited about that. But yeah. I'm not the biggest RPG fan, but I don't know. Like right away, I kind of got a sense, like almost like the South Park stick of truth out yeah. of it, but in like a different setting, you know, mm -hmm. with more simplistic characters, obviously. Yeah. Which is saying something if you're more simplistic than South Park characters. <laughs> but, I don't know. looks pretty cool. I think out of... Well, this is probably the second most I'm excited for a game in this list. Yeah. Next, they showed Pode or Fode or whatever they call it. It's Fode. a co-op puzzle... <laughs> it's a co-op puzzle game inspired by Norwegian art and culture and will hit the Switch this spring. 
See, I should be right. really, I should be really down for this because I'm Norwegian. Because <laughs> you're Norwegian. Yeah. Are you Norwegian? I am Norwegian. I'm Norwegian oh. and Danish. There you go. Talk about white bread. Anyways. <laughs> <laughs> so, Mike, what do you think about this game? Did you see anything of this? Uh, it it looks boring. <laughs> it, you know what it looks like? It kind of looks like a little bit like Portal. Mm-hmm. The way that you kind of traverse over gaps and stuff. It, it just, I don't know. I don't need to <laughs> <laughs> That's okay, because I am on Mike's side on this one. Um, I'm also a big wah-wah on this one. Mm-hmm. I don't really feel that interested. What about you, Sheldon? I completely missed this the first time I watched the direct. And I think like, that says something. Like, yeah. That in itself, right? And I didn't even get up and move. Like I must have just tuned out. <laughs> but, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just doesn't grab my attention at all. So I like the name, no- Fode. <laughs> That's what I'm calling it. That's what I'm calling it. It's Fode. Your your Norwegian heritage would be disappointed. It would be disappointed. Okay, next is for me. This is the gem of this is the bell. Same here. Yep. The messenger. It is a unique side scroller that lets players switch between eight bit and sixteen bit look as they travel through time through this adventure. The game will feature a mix of upgradable abilities upgrades speed running opportunities when it launches this summer so not only did this game look great when i first saw it brian altano tweeted from ign he tweeted out and he said guys i'm at gdc just play the messenger for like 30 minutes it is going to be this year's shovel knight that's what he thinks yeah cool. and then i watched kind of funny games they had the developer on and they did a little let's play and boy is this game awesome it, it 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 has like that straight up ninja gaiden feel mm-hmm. which looks great and the fact that they use time travel and it's so unique the way they do it like you start at the beginning your your school or village is whatever something's going on some guy comes back gives you a scroll that you need to deliver and basically you go through the whole game to try to deliver it and then it kind of takes you back to the start and you can jump between 8 and 16 bit as you go along so yeah. like you'll need to solve different puzzles by doing that and it just, honestly, like when I saw it, I emailed the developer. Like I was still watching the direct, and I emailed the developer. Yeah, dude, because it's, it's it's that exciting to me. Like this one, after I went back and watched it again, like this one's amazing. Like I, out of everything, this is the one that I can't wait for because it looks really cool, and I like the old Ninja Gaiden games, but especially the, like we were talking about before, switching between the eight bit and sixteen bit, and how that kind of changes the terrain and its stuff. That yeah. looks really cool and looks really looks really fun. Yeah, there's a lot of environmental puzzles based on on that feature, yep. which is really cool. And, and uh, they ha- there's a feature called cloud jumping where you kind of like there's no double jump in the game, but it kind of allows you to double jump off enemies or things. And that's that's where the speedrunning community is going to take off. I bet. Yeah, I, I could already picture it right now. Mike, what do you think about this? It looks really really good. Kind of reminds me of Shinobi for the Sega Genesis. Oh yeah, yeah, and I I, I loved that game. So th- this really did catch my attention too. When you That's said awesome. that you had, because uh, you said in the Discord that you had requested the code for it, and I was like, oh, he already won. <laughs> <laughs> um, so did they? I don't remember. Did they announce if this was like spring or summer? Summer, summer. Yeah, yeah. like I'll definitely it, pick this one up right it, away. 
it can't come fast enough for me. I, yeah. I'm so excited about this. This, this like pretty much made the direct for me. Yeah. So that's good. We all agree on, on, on. Yeah, this that's is, good. this will definitely be a quest for pixels recommends. <laughs> well, we got to play it first. Oh, I, I think, I think just seeing it, it, we, it looks we great. See if these was getting pixels and then see how that worked out. Well, let's yeah, we all, we all, well, we, we all approve. <laughs> yeah. We all approve that it's, it's a fun game. It is a fun game, but it needs more. Yeah. Anyways, back to the back to the showcase. Bad North. Defend Bad North. strongholds in this roguelike real-time strategy game. Players will get their Viking battles on when Bad North launches first on the Nintendo Switch this summer. Sheldon, I'll go with you first this time. What'd you um, think? Um I I don't know. It looks kind of cool. Um because you you typically like those real time strategy games, no? Or yeah, like the RTS stuff. I think the what stood out first, I guess, when I first watched it, I had to go back and watch it again to like kind of understand. But I was more in awe. Like I like the graphics. It's very simplistic, um, sim- simple colors, and stuff like that. And I like that. But mm-hmm. for as a like an RP- RTS type game, um, it looks fun. I'll probably pick this one up. If I don't, I mean, I'll. I'll more than likely do a review of this one. It's really cool, nice. and it's like Viking stuff, and that's kind of cool. Mm-hmm. Mike, how about yourself? Hey, so this looks like a really bad tower <laughs> defense game. <laughs> okay, but I don't know if it's so much tower defense. It's more, I mean, because you're you're going from island to island trying to take it over. But I guess it's yeah. tower defense. But yeah, the way that they're defending it looks very tower defense, right? Yeah. But yeah, you're you're not you're not doing the defending, right? You're doing the uh, pillaging. Yeah. Mm, I don't know. Well, it, it didn't look that way in the show. Maybe I need to rewatch it. Maybe you can do both. <laughs> if but, you're if you're trying to take it over, that's more interesting to me than trying to violence. But yeah. I mean, and even for me though. I mean, like, the number one smartphone game that I always played were tower defense games. So, it kind of hits on both for me. Yeah, I'm probably going to pass on this one. I think I would pass as well, but I think I'd like to watch someone play it because I, I do like the art style. I think it's kind of unique. Mm-hmm. It kind of reminds me of, like, almost like Crazy Justice yeah. in a way, right? Yep. It's got those same kind of vibrant colors and, mm-hmm. and that kind of almost shell-shaded look. But for me, I don't like real-time strategy. Yeah. Roguelikes, they're fine, but not really that interesting. Yeah, RTS, so they, it, it, it oh, definitely, sorry. oh, sorry, RTS, death, it's like a, a niche kind of thing. I don't know when yeah. I got into it, even. I think it was, it must have been, like, oh, man, I don't even remember what the name was of the game, but back in, like, Advanced Wars, and there was one called Locke's Quest on the DS. Is that is that about bagels with cream cheese and uh, salmon? salmon on top? <laughs> That's exactly what it's about. But uh that sounds delicious. Yeah, like I haven't thought about that game forever, but yeah, it was back in that day and I don't know, it was something I really picked up on. And then like the more advanced like XCOM and stuff like that mm-hmm. I really liked. But I mean this one stood out to me a little bit, but it wasn't like right away. Like I said, I didn't even pick up on the gameplay until I went back and watched it again. Fair enough. So they closed out the showcase with a pretty big announcement. They announced Banner Saga 3. But then they also said that the first and second will also be coming to the Nintendo Switch. Mm -hmm. 
So when I saw this, I I know that a lot of people like these games, and right right away I thought Mike would probably like this game. Mike, do you like this game? I really like this. Game. <laughs> I have the first two, although I never finished the first one, so I've played the second one. But if it was on the Switch, something I'm on all the time, I'd probably finish all three of the games. So break this game down for me. What exactly is it? Like, I mean, as far as a genre, I guess, or gameplay. It is a it is a grid based RPG. Okay. Um, and at least in the first game, you have the option to play in like serious mode or casual mode meaning and that's how what they call it that's what i'm calling it in in the more casual mode have consequences so it's like fire emblem yeah it plays a lot like fire emblem but you can choose whether or not you're actually um die if they die during combat or if it doesn't have those real consequences but See, here's but... what's really cool about banner Sock is that it's not just the combat that can affect the game you make choices during the game, and each choice you make could potentially alter something that happens in the game. There was a character when I was playing it in the first 10 minutes of the game, they uh, they died because of a choice that I made in the game. And my brother had just interviewed the, uh, the developer for the game for his show, and he asked the guy, is there any way to actually keep that guy from dying? And the developer said, yeah, but only like 4% of people ever keep that person from dying. <laughs> That's pretty cool. So, I mean, there are, are actual real consequences choices that you make in the game. It feels like you're actually in control. Best yeah, and they're saying that the player choices will carry out throughout all three titles. Yeah. So they, do they kind of link together like that? or? Yeah, so it's definitely sequential. If you, if you play the second game, it just picks up where the first game left off. And and that's the other reason I really want to do this from the very beginning of the Switch is uh, because even though I've probably already played through my phone uh, for the first game, I want to start over again on the Switch because uh, characters who die because of your choices or things that happen because of your choices, they carry over into the second game and the third game and so on and so forth. So, yeah, I'm really looking forward so this from the very beginning on the switch you may have just sold this for me because i wasn't that excited about it like i guess i really didn't pay too much attention to it but i like uh i like fire emblem of course and uh <clears throat> like the fire emblem games I for the last two that came out they gave that option to uh if your character dies during the battle then they come back right after the battle or you could mm -hmm. let them just die and that was it and uh I like the whole, like, you know, everybody's kind of getting a different story type games where, you know, because everybody's making different choices and stuff like that. And I guess I didn't realize there was that much of it in this. So this would be, and, and the fact that, like, you guys are talking about how it carries from first game, second game, third game, that sounds kind of interesting. So it'd be kind of a unique way to experience it for the first time. Yeah, it actually does seem kind of like a Sheldon-esque game as well because yeah. I know you like those kind of games. Yeah. And it's, it is really cool that it, it's kind of like... It's very story driven, like mm -hmm. very story driven mm -hmm. types of games. And I've played, I played the second one, but I started at the second one, so I didn't really get that whole experience. I think so it wasn't really. So but even still, these games usually aren't for me. But. So was this? Where else was this at? Like, was it just on smartphone, or was it on other I consoles? Or on Xbox? I believe it might be on PS4 too, but I know for sure. Yeah, I played on. 
PS4, I think. Okay. So is it relatively new then? Like this genre or this or oh Jesus, this uh, this console generation. Uh, definitely it was like early. Generation. Yeah. Yeah, early in the console generation, okay. I think. This is weird because I've never heard of it. Hmm. Yeah. The first game came out in 2015. Okay. And yeah, so right at the beginning. Out, I want to say only like a year. The second one came out as a way to promote the game. It was on Games with Gold when it first released. Okay. Right. Yeah. Nice. So that one looks like a good one. Not for me, but looks like it might be for Sheldon and for Mike, 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 Mike. So that wraps up the showcase. One, one more thing I wanted to say about the, the uh, direct was I really liked the, the guy that they brought in. Um, I can't remember his name, but like the crazy uncle dude that showed up with uh, Damon Baker. That was too. really cool. He, he, he did give off that crazy uncle vibe, you know? <laughs> so I feel like he, he did what he needed to do there. So. I thought the whole thing was cheesy. <laughs> it, it was cheesy because he's the crazy uncle. <laughs> tell, tell him those uncle jokes, you know? But, you know, that's what we thought of it. That's the games. It was kind of meh, but all these games are coming out very, very soon. Yeah. So yeah, nothing, that's, was, that's, it, nothing was announced later summer except for Pool Panic. That's oh, right. Mark of the Ninja. And, yeah. and this direct kind of got the juices flowing, getting ready for E3 too. Like, thinking about it, you know, we're out, like, we're a couple months away from E3, and uh, you know, getting news is always great. <laughs> New games are always great. There's a lot of stuff coming to the Switch. Hopefully, though, I mean, they start working on the the uh, the eShop stuff. So, because I mean, the amount of stuff that's coming out, things are getting buried and. I think they need to work on that, especially with, like, I mean, as many indie games that are coming out, but. I agree. And I think that closes off the topic, yeah. which was brought to you by OPC. It's like Lackitude Cloud for your rear end. Go to www.opc.com and type in Q for P at checkout for $10 off. Heck yeah. They're so comfy. <laughs> Guys, we got a lot of things going on. Like, we got a lot of stuff. Talk talk about the website for a little bit, Mike. Is there anything happening on the website? www.questforpixels.com? We have a lot of reviews that have been this week. So, uh, big shout out to our editor's team, uh, Joel, the Falcon himself. Um, and Soda Mancer have been putting in the work over there and getting reviews up, uh, uh, soapbox articles up. So, uh, yeah, head over there and check it out. Uh, I think going forward, our primary method of doing reviews will be on the website to keep that flowing. Nice. Yeah. Um, so, yeah, we've got a lot happening over there. Uh, one yeah. other edit <clears throat> that is in development on the website that I was working on is uh, we're gonna do we're gonna have a page where we'll have you know, you'll be able to go in and uh look at the like we'll have a page with just the editors and stuff on it, like each of us and then like joel and uh soda they'll all be on there and you can actually sort out like so if you want to read more reviews by joel you'll be able to just click through and you'll be able to edit out just at joel so that'll be kind of cool that's also in the works that's awesome guys, do we have go I'm ahead sorry, did you see that uh the 2018 hall of game uh, video game hall of fame finalists were, were announced today no, I didn't. Skinny Matt posted it in our uh, Facebook 
party chat. Nice. And Who are the finalists? I don't. Before I announce this, I don't remember what you guys nominated. So what did y'all nominate? I don't remember. <laughs> I, don't, I, I don't remember. Don't remember. <laughs> I nominated Final Fantasy VII. As soon as I saw he put up the uh, the finalists, I had to take a look. Here are the um, here are the finalists though, and it's going to be announced. The inductees will be announced on May third. Uh, Asteroids from 1979, Call of Duty from 2003, uh, Dance Dance Revolution from 98, uh, Final Fantasy VII. So I, I was very happy to see that one. <laughs> nice. Half Life from 98, the original John Madden Football from 1990. Uh, King's Quest from 1984, the NES Metroid from 1986, Minecraft from 2009, Miss Pac-Man from 1981, Space War from 1962. Huh. That really surprises me that there was a game. In <laughs> that was the that was like the first one. The yeah. one that one's got to make it in this year, right? Yeah, you would <laughs> think so. mainframe computer. Yeah. Jeez. And the last one was uh, 1996 Tomb Raider. Nice. Those are, that's a really good list of games, actually. Yeah. My heart's in it for Metroid. I love that game. The original Metroid is one of my favorite games. That's awesome. So what else we got going on? We still have a giveaway going on, don't we? We do. It ends uh, pretty soon, actually either end of the month? i think it's the end of the month pretty yeah. sure it's uh 31st is the last day to get in on it so we're gonna make somebody's easter heck yeah exactly somebody's gonna get a copy of monster hunter on easter that's awesome what a great gift from the easter bunny but if you uh enjoyed this podcast please make sure to like share and if you want to leave a review on itunes or google play that would help us out a lot and give us some more visibility so we can keep making awesome podcasts and if you don't think it's awesome let me know if you hate my face let me know yeah if you leave a bad review we will read it on the podcast just to make your day i mean we'll we'll let everybody know <laughs> and with that i think we should all sign off Sounds good. Well, it was good to uh, be here with you guys. It's been a while, and uh, we'll be back next week. Here, here, here we Bye. go. So the finally here. Perform it for you. If you know the words, you can join in too. Put your hands together if you want to clap as we take you through this monkey rap. Huh. of the bunch you know him well he's finally back to kick some tail his coconut gun can fire and spurt 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 wake me up inside wake me up inside call my name and save me from London bid my blood to run before I come undone Listen up, dude. She can shrink inside. Just 
to the moon. She's quick and nimble when she needs to be. She can float through the air and climb up trees, trees. Walnuts, peanuts, pineapple smell Great 